Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a little bit. Um, not going to lie. I had strep for a little bit and so haven't put anything out in a while. But today I am so stinking excited because I have a longtime friend on and she's amazing. She does so many different things. And I'll let her talk about that because she's just so multi-talented in so many different ways and lets the Lord breathe in her life in every single area of it. And her name is Destiny. And that's such a, an amazing name, first of all, because I just feel like it's my destiny to meet you. A little, a little pun there. <laughs> but it was definitely part of my destiny to meet Destiny. And I, I just see the light of God all over her in so many different ways. Um, just a little, little bit about her is she was born in the great state of Missouri, and I mean, which is where I'm from. And so you you just can't knock Missouri. It's a great place. It is. But we met um, because I traveled with my grandparents a little bit to some conferences and church stuff, and Destiny was speaking there, and I don't even know where we first met. Do you remember? I don't know, but I, I, I feel really like I've known your, your grandparents for a long time, or just seen them around places for a long time, and then, yeah, I don't know, we met somehow. We did meet. Yeah. We, we met, and that is the important we're part friends. of this, is, is that we're friends, and we met at some point. And we, we love Jesus. And so what more do you need? What more? Well, I'll let you talk about um, your interests and passions um, a little bit. Like, you know, Israel and TikTok, like all that stuff. So if you just want to give us a, a great description of all the things that you do, and then we'll dive into some of that. Yeah. So I, like you said, I grew up in Columbia, Missouri, a great little college town. Um, I love growing up, love living here, and I loved growing up here. I grew up in church. I've loved God my whole life, and all I've ever really wanted to do is just live for God and, and let Him lead my life. I don't know if you remember, there was this worship song by Hillsong called The Potter's Hand that I yes. would hear when I was a little girl, and it would just wreck me. And I, I didn't know... <laughs> I didn't know what I was singing at the time. Like, I, I knew the words. I didn't really know what they meant. But the, the pre-chorus is, I'm captured by your holy calling. Set me apart. I know you're drawing me to yourself. Lead me, Lord, I pray. And I would just sing that, and I'd just be like, oh. I just would be so wrecked <laughs> yeah. by it. And I look back, and I realize sometimes we these things like wreck us and we don't know what we're saying because we're de we're declaring it over our lives like it means something yeah. right and i look back and i'm like oh you know i'm lord i'm captured by your holy calling set me apart and i thought that growing up in church a lot of my my heroes a lot of my mentors people that I looked up to, they were in full-time ministry. They were worship leaders. They were youth pastors. They were like evangelists, you know, whatever. And I thought that for me to, you know, be captured by God's, you know, holy calling for me to do what God was, was, had purposed for me to do, I needed to be in, you know, full-time ministry, like all of these people yeah. that I looked up to and, and I admired. And so I was like, okay, 
when I, when I am done with high school, I'm going to go to Bible college. I'm going to, uh, you know, really hunker down on becoming better at the piano. I'm going to really hunker down on uh, bettering my singing, strengthening my singing. And I'm going to be, you know, like the next Carrie Job or something, right? And because, uh, I, I, you know, I thought to serve the Lord, to be captured by his, his holy calling and be to set apart, you, you had to serve in full-time ministry, you know, be a worship Mm -hmm. leader, be a youth pastor, be a, you know, senior pastor, whatever. And when I was, I think like a senior in high school, maybe this, a senior in high school, I felt like I was trying to kind of force that, force Bible college to work out. I've kind of forced that path to work out. And I, you know, with the encouragement and with the the guidance of my parents and and my pastors, I decided to go to the University of Missouri and major in international studies. And even though it didn't feel like what I wanted to do, like what I was passionate about at the time, like I had peace in that. I, I knew it was the right thing to do. And that obedience just triggered <laughs> uh, this, you know, domino effect of other opportunities that have opened in, in my life. Uh, I, you know, look back on my life and I, I know I've always been passionate about the Lord and, and always been passionate about worship and, and prayer and, you know, serving the local church. And I also see that I've also always had this interest and love for Israel and, and the Jewish people that (laughs) had I not, you know, gone to college, I would have never, I would have never explored. Uh, there were so many opportunities that I would have never, you know, walked through those doors had I not, (laughs) had I not made that initial step of obedience to say, you know, okay, Lord, I, I can understand and I can see with my own eyes why leading worship makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I know you're calling me to do something else. And I just trust that what you have for me is, is better. I trust that you're not trying to harm me by making me go to, to Mizzou <laughs> instead of because Bible college. Mizzou is so secular too. Like it's, yeah, it's not a Christian college right. like by any means. So to be able to step out in faith and be like, okay, God, like, I, I thought I was going to go to, like, Bible college and be a pastor or whatever, be in full-time ministry, yeah, and then him tell you, hey, you're going to go to Mizzou, and <laughs> you're you're going to find out a whole new area of interest that you don't even know about yet. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I went to a small, like, private Christian school uh, for... Mm-hmm like seventh grade up until I, I graduated high school. So that transition of going to Mizzou and, and I had always felt like Christians. I, I think that I've always felt like Christians should engage with the world in beyond yeah. the, the church. Um, but feeling like that and, <laughs> you know, growing up in in a very, um, Christian environment, you know, growing up in the, in the presence of, of the Lord is, is, 
you know, it's still different than going to a big yeah. uh, state school where, you know, not everyone has the same walk with the Lord as, as you. And, and so just that shift of, of learning to live where, you know, I, the presence of God is something that I carry with me. You know, the Mm -hmm. presence of God is, uh, something I can, I can walk in. I, the, the grace, God's grace is something I can walk in wherever I am. And it's not limited to, you know, the building I I go go to school in or who is, who is around me. Um, yeah. Wow. No, that's so good because we even look at like Jesus's life and he, you know, ate and sat and spent time with the people that were in the world, which I mean, today I think it can be so easy in like our Christian society and culture, just because it is such a big change. You just don't know how to act. You don't know you know, like what new temptations are going to be mm-hmm. brought up and all these different things and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You could, the list goes on. There's so many differences and just change in general is such a big thing. But to get to that point and actually live there, sometimes we think we're like, oh my gosh, like, am I not as set apart because I'm living with the world? When in reality, that's not how it is at all, because it's just like you said, like I carry the presence of God on the inside of me. And that's where the difference is. Like I'm made to look just like Jesus. Like I'm created in the image of God. And these people, whether they know it or not, they are also made in the image of God. And so they carry around this presence. I think C.S. Lewis has this like um short story almost. It's called The Weight of Glory. Mm. And he basically says, why do we look down on other people at all? Like even people who you know, maybe aren't Christians and all this other stuff, because whether or not you see it, they carry a glory inside of them that is probably even far greater than we could ever imagine at this state, Mm. like on this earth, Mm -hmm. because God made them and put something so unique and so special in them. They carry around that presence and image of God in that way. Mm -hmm. So just to even like you saying that is just so profound because it's really on the inside of us. And and to be in that area doesn't mean that you're not set apart. It just means that, like, the Lord was positioning you there. And it's not any less significant. It's, you know, or whatever you want to call it. Like, it's where the Lord called you. And it probably even looks more like Jesus than anybody who just goes, like, straight to Bible college to be a pastor. You know, you get that experience. You get that, like, entire perspective. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm not knocking, you know, going to Bible college or you know, <laughs> yeah, going no. to. You know, I'm literally I'm me. Pro, I go to ORU. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pro, you know, Christian education, um, you know, but that's that's where where I was at. I I look back and I I think, or I I wonder, you know, did I reach for that because I I knew it was like in my grasp because I knew I could you know grasp it mm-hmm. and it made sense to me. Because going to Mizzou and majoring in international studies and this journey with Israel <laughs> was was not something yeah. I, I I could see. Um, I was thinking about our conversation today and just what this whole podcast is about. And I thought about uh, in Psalm seventy seven. It's it's the whole chapter is about 
different ways that God's come through for like Israel mm-hmm. and the Jewish people. Um, but there's a specific verse that says, your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. And there's, there, I think there are moments in our life where we have to decide, okay, do we trust that God has a pathway where no one knows it's, it's there? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do we go down the road that, you know, we can see exactly how everything is, or we think we can see exactly how everything is going to pan out. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's how, that's what, you know, making that decision to go to Mizzou, that's what it turned into. It turned into a pathway that no one knew was there. <laughs> no, and that's amazing too, because even just talking about that and then knowing in how many different ways you're talented. Like, guys, I cannot brag on Destiny enough. She sings, she like plays piano. She's so interested in Israel and like political things. And then on the other side of that, she like make TikToks about scriptures <laughs> that get like crazy viral. And then she just like does all of these amazing things to where you're like, oh my gosh, I think I have like maybe two talents. And and then I look at Destiny and she's like so well-rounded in like a bazillion trillion different things. And that just like, even on my heart, it reminds me so much of this thing that my mom once said to me. Because, uh, you know, I was like, about to go to college, kind of stressed out. I was like, mom, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Because like mm-hmm. you said earlier, you're like, oh, well, I kind of see these other people and they have this like one specific thing about them. Like they preach really well mm-hmm. or this is what they're called to do. And sometimes we look at our calling and try to like internalize it and be like, what is my exact calling? Mm-hmm. And try to view it as like one certain thing. But my mom, she was like, Cassie, you have so many different qualities that add together and add up to who you are supposed to be in Christ Mm -hmm. and your calling. And your calling is not one job. It's not a vocation. It is all these different things that come together. And that's just like a cool concept is like you can minister to different people in different ways with different areas of your life and in different times of your life. Mm -hmm. So like you went to Mizzou and just carrying around the presence of God, you, like, I have no doubt, you probably affected so many different people at that college. But then you stepped into this area of um, seeking after seeking after God in this, uh, like, fighting for Israel, mm-hmm. you know, and in that area of your life, which you're still doing now. Yeah. And then you take the social media aspect and you're like, well, I'm going to give people their daily devos. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you're going to scroll on your For You page and you're going to see this scripture and you know like you just so openly and beautifully do that with your soothing voice and you you know so even that like singing like you can worship and you can also be like that soothing devo morning (laughs) like you know sound and then you just like have all of these different areas that make destiny destiny so which is unique because your name is like we think of that calling like our destiny like oh it's one path that goes one certain place but you as destiny which i'm making all of the puns right now because i have to i i just have to um, <laughs> but your destiny is just 
pulled off in different branches and areas of your life. And I just think that that's amazing. So if you want to, maybe this is the time in the podcast where um, you just tell a little snippet of like each area of your life. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to do that. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So it's funny how just different things kind of overlap and just work together. So I, like I said, I, I think I've loved Israel my whole life and, and loved the Jewish people my whole life and not really, not really seen it. Um, when I was a little girl, my mom would tell me about, (laughs) it sounds kind of like morbid, but when I was a little girl, my mom would, would be like, I'd be like, mom, tell me a story before I go to bed. And my mom would be like, you know, Esther rescued the Jewish people. And then Haman was hung on his own gallows and the Jewish people were saved (laughs) and I'd be like yay yay (laughs) and um and I remember when I was a teenager I someone had encouraged me to make a vision board and uh they were like oh just cut out like pictures of of from like different magazines from around your house and then put them on your vision board for, you know, what you want your life to look like, whatever. And at the time I wanted to travel the world and lead worship. Uh Those were the two things I wanted to do. Right. As you should. Right. Right. And I thought that, uh, I thought that I would, you know, do this in South America. I was like learning Spanish because all these countries around the world speak Spanish so it just makes more It only made sense. It's rational, right? Um, that's, that's rational. Right. It makes sense. So when I go to make this vision board, Cassie, my, all my mom, all the, va- the magazines that my mom had around the house were like Oral Roberts, Kenneth Copeland, you know, whatever. And, yes. or, you know, great magazines, but not the most exciting. <laughs> no, the ones you know? it's like definitely like three or four generations above you. And you're like trying so hard to relate to them. And you're like, oh, yes, I use the words like mature and right. pronounce them like that instead of mature. Right. <laughs> you're just like living here, living different, set yeah. apart. So, so like one of those ministries, I don't remember whose ministry it was, but, but it was like one of those magazines, they had just come back from a trip to Israel. So the magazine was full of pictures to Israel. And so just like as a last resort, I put all over my vision board pictures of pictures of Israel. And I had at the time I was like, man, like the Middle East is crazy. Like, why would anyone go there? Like, You're like not really my vision, but it might be Jesus's. So I'm I'm just gonna put it on the board. Right, right. I was like, Lord, the Lord knows I really mean South America, <laughs> so I'll just put this on there. And I had kind of forgotten about Too that. Tied. Yeah, yeah. I had totally forgotten about that. I, um, I think I made that vision board when I was 16. Probably threw it away. <laughs> probably threw it away at some point. I don't know what happened to it. And then washi tape. Just, yeah, I have no idea. Why don't you take more off? <laughs> right. No. So I'm, so like when I'm 18, I get involved with, uh, with this organization that teaches Christians about Israel. And, and I realize that like the story of Israel and the Jewish people is this ongoing 
thousands of year old story that began with the heroes of the Christian faith. And, and I realized that this is an opportunity by, you know, caring about Israel, by, uh, you know, advocating for uh, the Jewish people, by fighting anti-Semitism and things like that. This is an opportunity for me to leave my mark on this story that started with, with Moses and Esther and, and all of these heroes that I had loved and looked up to my whole life. So I end up going to an Israeli grad school after I graduated Mizzou. And um, I'm freshly moved in to my apartment in Give a Time, Israel. And I get the revelation again because I started listening to Terry Savelle Foy, who I, I love. Her, she's all about dreams and, you know, vision boards. And, and looks like Barbie is just like, just living these are her my best dreams. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so I go to like make a new vision board and I realize as I'm like making this new vision board, I'm like, I made a vision board when I was 16 about, and I put pictures of, of like life in Israel yeah. on this vision board. And now here I am living in Israel and the Lord was probably like laughing you know, like not in a mean way, but like, Haha, you'll find out like how crazy this is. That is um, so while I'm in Israel, something that I've noticed that I, I really love and admire about um, the way Judaism is, is practiced is there, there are uh, like set times and certain prayers that you pray uh, like in, in Judaism. And mm-hmm. these prayers are really just Psalms that they read out loud. And you'll notice when you're living, or when I was living in Israel, I noticed that uh, sometimes wherever more observant Jewish people were, whether it was like on the bus or whatever, if it was time to pray, they just whip out their <laughs> prayer book and they just, you know, do it. And, and not necessarily, like, not in a way that was like, hey, everybody, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm out here praying on this bus. But just like a, a um, like, quiet devotion, you know, to, to speaking out the word of God, a quiet devotion to, um, to, to prayer and so that really started something with me in terms of what my devotions looked like because when I returned uh, when I returned back to the states after living in Israel and ever since I've worked in uh, career wise I've worked in positions that require a lot of travel and uh, I might start my day. I might not have time to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to have like this amazing, you know, devotion to have this amazing time with the yeah. Lord before my flight at, you know, maybe six o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. Some people are there, but that's just not, that's not where I am. You know, I'm kind of glad that you said that because I like, I appreciate that so much. And I used to try so hard. Like, Whenever I was in high school, like, I would try so hard to do, like, the, oh, if I spend an hour with the Lord in the morning as opposed to, like, at night or after school, like, oh, that made me holier because I was, like, sacrificing for God. But, like, I mean, and, you know, if that's the way that you sacrifice for God, that is incredible. 
but I am such a night owl. Yeah. I could never do it. Like, I would be half asleep, like, sometimes fall back asleep on my Bible and just be like, well, you know, it's better than nothing. But, like, I... I could never do that either. Yeah. Just, like, as a consistency thing, because, like, maybe I could do it for a couple days, but then I'd be, like, you know. A hundred But it does, like, still, even that, like, what you're saying, it speaks to your heart and, like, shapes the way that you view devotional time, mm-hmm. which, I mean, for people like us, maybe it's later in the afternoon, and that is okay. Just PSA, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that is okay to have your Devo time, not at four o'clock in the morning. It's great if you do, but... If you're like me, and you fall asleep on your Bible, maybe the afternoons are a better time for you. Yeah, like spending time with the Lord, you don't have to do it the hard way. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, you know, seeing how these these people were just, you know, praying on, on buses, it just, you know, it was just something that they carried with them, right? Like, it was just the way that they lived their life. So when I started traveling for work in the States... I, what my devotion looked like was, you know, maybe I didn't have time or like the privacy for like Mm -hmm. this really fiery, you know, prayer session or whatever. Maybe I was too tired to really, you know, intercede and, you know, whatever. (laughs) Intercede. Um, I love, (laughs) you know, just, you know, just being honest, but, but maybe I did have the time or I did have the energy to as I was waking up with my cup of coffee, just read Psalms out loud, kind of, you know, in a in a in a gentle, you know, tone, because it does something to to hear the word of God come out of your own mouth. It you know, it does yeah. encourage you, you know, as I'm as I'm waking up, as I'm drinking coffee. And so every day, this is for, you know, since I came back from Israel in 2016, this is pretty much how my devotions have gone in the morning, whether or not, uh, whether or not I'm, I'm traveling, I, or whether or not I'm reading the Psalms, frankly, yeah. I just start off. I'm like, okay, just like, um, in entangled <laughs> when, when I love that movie. I, I think that's my tangled. favorite. <laughs> I, so I'm really cute. here for this part of the conversation. <laughs> okay. What, what are you, yeah. anything about tangled? Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> entangled when someone might be like oh this is so unbiblical but entangled when whenever like uh rapunzel's mom is like combing her hair and singing the song and it just like revives her well when i'm you know drinking my coffee and reading the word of god in the morning like that's what i feel like (laughs) you feel like the mom entangled (laughs) yeah yeah you know that that life coming into me while i'm you know reading the word of god and i'm caffeinating just you know gets me (laughs) ready um so so when covid was happening and everyone was uh you know everyone was in lockdown and people were so scared and um you know and i was uh uh, you know just you know fighting the fear Mm -hmm. and anxiety in in my own life like everyone else I thought, you know, what if I know that I'm reading Psalm 91 every day of of lockdown. I know I'm declaring it over myself and my family and and my friends and my my loved ones. Um, But what if, you know, what if social media was flooded with people reading Psalm 91 on their on their, you know, personal feeds or sharing Psalm 91? So I, I shared to my Instagram story 
I think a video of me that was gone in 24 hours, but a video of Mm -hmm. me reading Psalm 91 and people were like, wow, you know, this really spoke to me. I haven't read the Bible in a long time, but you know, this really spoke to me. And then one day I just thought, you know, what if I put my daily devotions of me just speaking, you know, just a snippet that maybe 15 seconds, (laughs) maybe 30 seconds of, of the word of God from me waking up in the morning. And that's why I'm so quiet. That's why I'm like, the Lord is my shepherd because I'm just now waking up. <laughs> yes. So so here's the biblical um the biblical allusion to the movie Tangled is the Bible, the word of God. That's like the flower, right? Yeah. So, so that's that's the the magic flower or you know, yeah. the the essence of God. Yeah. That's like healing, you know, it like literally heals her and like all this stuff. And then whenever you speak it out, speak out the property of what it is flower gleaming glow let your power like literally god like you know praising god reading the scriptures reading the divine truth brings you live like what is that like proverbs um is it like 21 something something like that it's a proverb and yeah oh thank you thank you for looking that up um and it's like um was that a merry heart does good like medicine you know it's like health to the flesh yeah but a broken spirit dries the bones something um along those lines yeah is the word of god like is so powerful and it really truly affects us like our bodies our hearts our minds and whenever we speak that out and say it out loud it it literally is just like that like it brings actual health to us in life and so to think that all of those different talents and areas and places that god put you were all bleeding together yeah. And they run over in each area of your life to where you can say, oh, I'm glorifying God in this, which I learned from my trip in Israel, which is because I went to Mizzou to study. And the way that God divinely weaves that story for you to keep it interesting and amazing in every sort of way is just so cool. And it speaks to all of your talents that you're designed to have. Thank you. Which is just amazing because you have like, I don't even know. I was I was stalking it. Every once in a while, I will like stalk you and like watch your TikToks and all your stuff. And I think I'm like, you're like crazy uh, amount of followers or something. It's like, not that that's like the important thing. Yeah, y'all go listen to my podcast with Alyssa and we talk about that. But <laughs> you have like a hundred and like 60 something thousand like yeah. people that are just literally watching that reading the word of God, and even if they don't do devotional time, you know, maybe they're, like, just beginning in their Christian faith. They're just Mm -hmm. thinking, oh, man, that's, like, a nice little saying. That's a good little poem. You know, maybe they don't even know what the Bible is, and they're just Mm -hmm. watching that and hearing your soothing voice that the Lord gave you, you know. It's, It's a beautiful thing. And to think that that's all divinely connected and just those little moments of you hearing from the Lord and being like, oh, that's so precious that in Israel they spend their time opening their Bibles just at no matter where they are and just taking that time to read it and for you to process the out loud thing, you know, with the tangled. I think God yeah. really does speak to us through like movies and things like that. It's it's just insane. The, yeah. The little things put together. Yeah. God can use anything and you know, one thing 
one act of obedience can turn into something else, can turn into something else, can impact a generation, yeah. right? Because yeah. um, I, you know, I look at my, my TikTok following and the comments that I get or the DMs on Instagram that I get and people will say things to me like, I have been running away from the Lord, haven't cracked a Bible open <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> and I, I came across one of your videos and, and I'm walking with the Lord again. Or like a woman, um, a woman messaged me on Instagram saying that she, her husband hasn't been walking with the Lord and she's been praying for, she's been praying for him to, you know, walk with the Lord and uh, for that to just, just for like revival in their family. And he came across one of my videos and it, and it spoke to him and, and it, it started like a domino effect for what she'd been praying for in her family. Um, another, a, a girl that I know, a friend of mine, she said that her brother has been wanting to walk more closely with the Lord, but just hadn't really developed the discipline to, or I think it wasn't so much that he hadn't developed the discipline to read the Bible daily, but was just intimidated by, you know, reading the Bible (laughs) daily. Um, But she told me that he came across one of my TikTok videos and it's so like bite-sized and less you know, intimidating so he can, you know, read along. Exactly. It's not like, oh, I've got to take on the whole entire Bible. And you're not shoving it down people's throats either. It's just like, oh, here's a little, you know, 30 second clip. Exactly. And you're just reading softly, not giving any commentary on it. Like really, you know, it's just like, just for what what it is. Exactly. Just purely for what it is. (laughs) And that is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. In a world especially where everybody has an opinion about everything. Mm. It's like how peaceful is it to just hear a scripture and that's it. Like no backlash of like this, an interpretation of it that is like random and then you have people arguing. It's just like the straight up unarguable word of God. Yeah, like this is this is what it says. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so good. Wow. So, Destiny, now you work um, with an organization kind of like KUFI, like what we were talking about. And so what does that look like for you in your everyday? Yeah. I mean, now with uh, like COVID, I haven't been like traveling as much. So Mm -hmm. my everyday is less less adventurous or I should say more like (laughs) more stable so to speak um but it's been just a really sweet time where I am you know waking up every morning in my own bed making coffee in my my own (laughs) kitchen see that's beautiful to me I I think that's a great everyday job (laughs) yeah you know and it's nice and and every day I'm I'm I have more you know, space for, for my devotions and for my, my time with the Lord to, um, you know, be a little bit more, it's not, not that I I did feel, and I, I know that God did speak to me and and move in my life when I was having my devotions in an Uber or having my devotions in a, you know, in a plane next to God knows who (laughs) next to me. 
Um, <laughs> you know, just some random fortunate person who gets blessed. Yeah. By and they'd presence, be like, oh, you know? the Bible. <laughs> oh, the Bible. Interesting choice yeah. for this plane ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'd just be like, yeah. Okay, you know. You're just like weeping, being wrecked by the Lord, and this poor person next to you is like, what is going on? Right. Like- <laughs> right. God definitely spoke to me, you know, and when I was having my devotions in these very public places. Um, <laughs> but also, there's something to being in the secret place. Um, not just, you know, before I was, my secret place was wherever I was, it was like in my heart. <laughs> But now there's something to, you know, physically being in, you know, the secret place, being in the quiet place, uh, being in in my own home, you know, having this time with the Lord um, where, you know, if I, if I am just like, yes, you know, taste and see the Lord is good. I can, you know, maybe spin around and, you know, cry and, you know, kneel, you know, whatever. Spin um, and cry, yes. You, <laughs> you get your Bethel music plug out. Right, right. Like, just get something and wave it around. But yeah, I maybe wouldn't do that at the St. Louis airport, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wait, really? Why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's just amazing. So do you have any... Um, I I just wanted to, like, pick your brain on this at, at some point. So we know that you are obviously very talented in so many different areas. But do you have any good, like, God stories? Maybe, I don't know. I've heard a couple of your stories. But um, maybe one that just really focuses on like man that was something that was only God like only God could have done that like that was just straight up Jesus that just sticks in your brain maybe it's like a reminder for you Mm -hmm. like a a great lesson that the Lord taught you whether it was while you were staying in Israel while whether you were working for like a political organization to help um the Jewish people or even just like with TikTok or anything um yeah any story that you can just give us your wisdom on. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear it. Yeah. So, okay. So, so when I graduated high school, and this is a, t- a story that when, whenever I'm like, God, I don't know how things are going to work out in my life. I don't know how I'm yeah. going to get where you've put on my heart to go. I'll, t- I'll tell myself this story. Like I'll, I'll remind myself of, of what the Lord's done. Um, so when I graduated high school, I, was like, oh, I'm 18, I'm an adult, I, I can do adventurous <laughs> things by myself. Right. I'm going to spend a summer in Guatemala on my own. And No. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you until that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, the original plan was for me to go with my cousin, but um, it at the last minute didn't work out for her to go, and I had paid for everything, so it, it didn't make sense for me to not go. Um, so I go and, and I stayed with, with a really sweet host family. Uh, so I wasn't like completely by myself, but, oh, good. um, but I, you know, I organized the trip myself. I planned the trip myself. I went, you know, whatever. So I'm there for the summer and the last week that I was there, this girl who I had kind of seen around, 
who I'd kind of seen around but hadn't met, uh, she ended up staying with the same host family as me. So we're only living together for a week before I before I leave, and we you know end up talking. We uh, become we become friends, and she you know tells me like she's she's from New York. She has um, her parents are Christians, but her mom has Jewish ancestry, and we didn't talk a ton about that. It just kind of stayed in my mind, but. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like this big conversation. At this point, I'm not super into the Israel stuff. At this point, I'm just like, oh, you know, cool, great. You know, we're still vision board. I just want to travel and like seek the presence of God. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to Mizzou in the fall, even though I know the Lord's probably wrong about this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, God, are you sure? (laughs) Yeah. So, years later, in so that was 2000, summer 2011. So years later, in 2014, I get the opportunity to go to Israel. And one that girl that I was roommates with in Guatemala in 2011, turns out her sister had actually immigrated to Israel. Wow. So her sister immigrates to Israel, um, and she she and I become Facebook friends and I just say, you know, Hey, I I wanted to say hi because I lived in the same house as your sister back in 2011. And I know that you're in Israel. (laughs) Um, I probably won't have time to meet up with you while I'm like on this trip, but I just wanted to say hi, you know, in case I do have time, it would be be great to see you. So me and this girl become Facebook friends. So she doesn't live in the area of Tel Aviv that I end up <laughs> living in uh-huh. I, like a year later because I, I moved to Israel in, in 2015 for grad school. Um, well, first of all, it was on that Israel trip that I was inspired to, to live in Israel and attend a, an Israeli university for grad school. But a year later in 2015, when I'm looking for a place to live in Israel, I'm like, I don't. I don't even know how to find, how am I even going to find the right roommates? How am I even, because it's a big decision, like, yeah. to live with someone for for a year, <laughs> you know, that, that you don't, that you probably won't know. I'm thinking, you know, how will I even find the right roommates? How will I find the right apartment? I'm not really sure how how to do this, and... I just prayed. I was like, Lord, I I know that this is you calling me to, you know, do this. And I know this next season is ordered by you. Can you provide, you know, good, good roommates for me to live with? And literally, Cassie, the next morning, I had a message on Facebook from this girl's sister who was living in Israel. And she said, hey, um, I saw that you posted on Facebook that you're attending Tel Aviv University in the in the fall and I'm actually also looking to move to that you know same area can we talk over Skype to you know see if we would be a good match to be to be roommates and I just like so so that's who I ended up living with that's who my roommate ended up being her and and one other girl and the three of us were just 
the, the best of friends had it. We had a great experience. You know, of course there were with roommates, there's always going to be like quirks, but like we had a great experience yeah. living to, together. Uh, my entire, you know, experience living in Israel was very much shaped by those two being my roommates. And it was just, it was perfect. The Lord really, you know, directed my steps and delighted in every detail of my life. Um, also my favorite color is pink. <laughs> you know, I, I used to have a blog. I kind of, I still yeah. do called Life in Pink. Yeah, I remember that. And I uh, that. our apartment was pink when we got when I got to my <laughs> apartment, and it was just like a, a little <laughs> thing, but just like a little kind of inside joke between me and the Lord. And so whenever I'm like, oh God, like I don't know how I'm gonna end up where I want to be. I don't know how. Everything that God's put on my heart is going to work out. I remember, I, you know, I, I say to myself, no, I remember when, you know, it was 2015 and I was moving to Israel and I was so scared and I didn't know where I was going to live. And God had set up for me to live with these girls even as early as 2011 when I first <laughs> shared a house. And I met this girl in Guatemala, <laughs> You know, like, like what are the chances? What are the chances? And know? then that their room would be pink, which is also just like an interesting color for a room. Right. I don't know if I've like been in more than one pink room in my life. Right. Have you ever like, rented that's... an apartment that already had pink walls? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you know, and my one of my roommates wow. didn't like doesn't like the color pink, so she'd be like, the, "They're not pink," and I'd be like, "They're blush. We have blush walls. <laughs> I <laughs> they're salmon." <laughs> right. That's that's like every guy that wears a shirt that's pink. He's like, it's actually salmon, yeah. and it makes me look more masculine like, because sure. you think it's pink. Yeah, but I just know that my masculinity isn't um, affected by it. So. <laughs> You're like, okay, Real men pink. whatever <laughs> makes you feel Middle better. Trend. <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry, <laughs> we're getting so off. We're just like pink. The color pink is yeah, our I love our it. real topic here. I love it. My whole apartment we, we is it. pink. I mean, the walls, now the walls aren't painted pink, but my apartment in Israel was painted pink. And so like, I'll, I'll, I'll remind myself when I'm like overthinking how I'm going to get where I want to go. I'm like, no, I remember in 2011, God made a way for me to meet this girl who Mm -hmm. had a, you know, God set up for her sister to go to move to Israel at the same time that I was, you know, doing these things. And, and it was, wasn't just about me. Like it was a blessing for her, you know, God, God had, had orchestrated, God had ordered, you know, my steps and her steps and our third roommates, um, so that we would all, you know, be there for each other. And really it was the first time the three of us had ever lived alone, um, and alone in, in Israel. So yeah, God, God works things out. That is so interesting too that that God would be working out the details of your future life in the midst of you being completely unaware even in a situation where you're like going to Guatemala and you're like oh my gosh this is crazy like this is not according to plan I have to do this by myself now it might be a little bit scary and and you're like why am I even going but like I should go anyway you know mm-hmm. to where God knew that and that he's that comfort in the midst of it and at the time where you didn't even know, he was working it all together. Like the classic Romans eight twenty eight, working it all together for your good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In ways that you couldn't even imagine at the time. 
Every day I say over myself, God directs my steps because I'm godly and he delights in every detail of my life. And, you know, and I've just, I've seen that. And, and whenever I, I doubt that, I, I tell myself that story. No, I remember when. No, I remember when God did that. No, that's amazing. And then you just look at your life in general and, and those things on your vision board. You know, it, it's like when I met you, at least you were speaking and you're speaking to big crowds of people about yeah. Israel and stuff. And you were traveling, you know, before COVID and all of this. And, and just to hear you talk about that and talk about your dreams and how you didn't exactly know how they were going to unfold. But then you could just see like hindsight is 2020 20. mm-hmm. and you could just see how God orchestrated every moment of that. And now like you're, you're not even near done with your life or your calling or anything, but just to see everything that the Lord's doing in it. And even now how that's grown and it's going to grow in the future. is just, I'm so excited to see, like, I, I actually can't wait. It's like, I'm watching your life and it's like this big movie of inspiration and I'm like, yes, Lord, do that for me. You did it for destiny. Yeah. And like, you know, in whatever own individual way that is for me or for anybody listening, you know, it's it's just so inspiring, which is like the point of the podcast and everything is to see the different dreams that the Lord writes in our hearts and how beautiful they are. It's like reading a book or reading and like the, the description of my podcast of like, if reading a C.S. Lewis book brings a tear to your eye, you know, trying to be cheesy and, and quirky and fun. But it's so true. It's like we see all of these things uh, like in our in books and in stories. And we're so inspired. And we're like, wow, I wish I could like live in a place like Narnia. I wish I could go and travel and speak and do all this stuff like the Lord cares so deeply about our lives. And he writes those stories so perfectly. And just like in a good book it might not have the exact plot that we think. Like the main character is always surprised at one point, right? Or like right. they think that something's going wrong, but then in the end it was like the perfect thing that they needed. And that's how God writes our stories. And so we can be in the middle of it, in the midst of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my life's like sucking. Like it's going terrible right now. But what we don't see is that God's the author of this story and he's writing and he's being like, oh, well, you didn't know that that trip to Guatemala would lead to your perfect pink apartment where you would study in Israel and have this amazing time and then go on to affect so many people's lives with just the word of God and the straight up truth of that. Yeah. It is just incredible. Yeah. Like we don't know how it will all work out but it isn't on us to figure out how things will work out it's on us to just you know love God seek first the kingdom of God live righteously and all these will be added to us which is so sweet because we're we're like we want to make Jesus the main character right Mm -hmm. and we're like pointing towards Jesus but Jesus is like making us the main character if that makes sense not in like a a prideful way or anything but just like God's writing our story and he's like, you focus on Jesus, like you humble yourself and I'll lift you up, mm-hmm. you know? And so the more that we focus on God and focus on Jesus and say, God, you direct my steps, the more he's like, okay, now I can write this beautiful story about you because I care for you in the details. So mm-hmm. you are the main character in a way of just like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work out, but then God works it out for you and he's writing that purpose for you is 
as long as we're focused on Jesus, like you don't need to be worried about your life. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to be worried about those things that are quote going wrong mm-hmm. or anything like that, because you're just like, your job is to have perfect peace and to stay focused on him. And then he takes care of it all. Mm-hmm. And that's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Destiny, for being on today. I know I was I was talking to Destiny a little bit before and I was like, Destiny, I was praying so hard that my voice would be back for this. Because yesterday, like if y'all know me, I'm I'm recording this. It's like, what day is it? Thursday? I don't know. I was sick and all the days have just gone like messed up. Like I have no idea what day it is or what homework assignments I have to. <laughs> Fear not. I'm doing okay. I got extensions, everybody, so it's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like praying yesterday. I was like, felt I was in chapel and I felt really like I was supposed to have this today and I was like I'm not gonna like reschedule it and my voice is like kind of half back but it was really squeaky and it would come and go and I was just like you know what I just like felt from the Lord like in faith it'll be back tomorrow and I drank all the liquids I could and I woke up this morning and I was like praise God I can talk and so if that is any indication of we're supposed to have this conversation today and destiny is amazing. And just to wrap up everything, the word destiny is just so like, that's really what this episode was about. You know, it's like your God destiny and your dreams, they're so closely knit together. And if the Lord is giving you direction on something, he is so faithful to provide mm-hmm. it. And so just like that apartment, and just like my voice coming back for this episode, you know, mm-hmm. if, if nothing else. Um, the Lord is so faithful mm-hmm. and he cares about your dreams. He cares about your goals. And, and it's just this amazing God story that we get to live in. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Destiny, so much for sharing. That meant so much to me. And I pray that it'll mean so much to the people that listen to this and that you'll just help them. I mean, you've inspired so many people already. So just keep doing what you're doing. I, I just love you, honestly, as a I person. I love you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, guys. This was To the Dreamers, Love, Destiny. We'll see you next time. Bye.